So it was obvious to everyone that the Shapiro brothers were innocent. Um, they never would have done such a thing to kill someone. And the local the local authorities and even the authorities of the area, like the entire area, they both did very deep investigations and concluded that Laser Protagon, who worked for the Shapiro brothers in their print shop, had hanged himself in the shul. No one knew what made him kill himself, but he was known to be a shikar who suffered a lot of depression. Everyone thought that the case ended. Uh, then and there, but then almost a year after that uh, day, the czar, the day that the uh, laser was found, the, the czar appointed a special officer to reinvestigate the case. And it was clear to the officer that the czar was instructing him to re-examine the evidence uh, with the intent of finding the Shapiro brothers guilty. Uh, so uh, as soon as he arrived in Slavita, the brothers, uh, as well as anyone else who could possibly have been involved, including the Shamus who found the dead body in the first place, and, um, and he was the one also who called the authorities, and also four officials who said that they were innocent. They were all thrown in jail, meaning these Gaim were thrown in jail for saying the Shapiro brothers were innocent. And they were mistreated, they were made to suffer, as we know from the stories. And the goal was to break them, to force them to make a confession. And now three more years had passed, and the brothers were waiting for their verdict. Now, the prisoners could have said, oh, why is this happening to us? Because of this anti-Semitic priest, and, and the masculine that gave false testimony against them, or the Tsar, and, and all the Russians, right, that they had, the, the, the hatred they had, the anti-Semitism they had for Yidin in general. However, Reb Shmuel Avram Abba and his brother, Reb Pinchas, they knew otherwise. After being in prison for three years and being beaten, harassed, tormented, the brothers became very weak. Um, they mamish aged in, the, in, the, in those three years, especially when compared to their, their healthy look that they had before this whole story happened. But their appearances were deceiving. It was tricking everyone because their, their highest was stronger than ever. The Shapiros realized that everything that happened is the will of Hashem. And they knew that even when someone's being punished severely and without any apparent reason, you don't question the ways of Hashem. We say in davening three times a day, right? That Hashem is Sadiq Hashem Hashem is righteous in all his ways. Yeah. Do we understand it? No. Very very much not. But we know that this is the truth. That everything that happens to us happens for a reason. Now, although the officials deprive them of many things in order to break their, their ruach, their spirit, that we said they, they cl even closed up the one little window they had, they closed it up, 
from time to time, the brothers were allowed to have visitors. And when the visitors came, technically, why are they coming? To uplift the spirits of the Shapiro brothers who were being tortured like this. However, the opposite happened. When, when, when people saw how these two tzaddikim, they accepted Hashem's will with mamish, with joy. It was a overwhelming experience for the visitors who were coming to visit them. Instead of hearing them speaking or complaining about their situation, the brothers would discuss thoughts on Torah, sometimes mentioning their own ideas that they came up with while they were in prison. And throughout their entire time in prison, we're talking about over 20 years total, that they were going to get up to what happened in those 20 years, they never stopped learning. As we mentioned, that they went through Shas. Every single year that they were in prison, by heart. They did it line by line. Palpe. Later on, you will see that they were, they did start to be allowed to have uh, Svarim. That was much later. And they refused to allow anything to separate them from serving Hashem. And, and when the visitors saw this, they, they were just, they couldn't believe it, how great the Shapiro brothers were. One Thursday, the Shapiro brothers were visited by two very great Hasidim, Reb David of Vasiklov and Reb Nata of Chasalevich. And as usual, Reb Shmuel Avram Abba began teaching them a, a thought on Hasidus. Before we, before we start schmoozing about anything, we first have to learn some Hasidus, right? Because that's the whole, our whole life is surrounding, is, is about Hashem's greatness. And the visitors listened to the best of their ability. And they participated in the discussion. But, uh, but this visit was not a regular visit. Today, this visit that they were doing was a, they were on a special mission. They wanted to find out if these two great tzaddikim were aware of what would be happening to them the following day. If they didn't know about it, it would be their unfortunate obligation to let them know what's going to happen to them. Eight weeks earlier, the Tsar received the court's final recommendation and finalized their sentence by signing his name on it. However, it took a few weeks for the military court in Kiev to receive this Gezerah, which caused a delay in actually fulfilling the Gezerah. But now, the, when, when these two Hasidim were visiting the Shapiro brothers, a few days earlier, people noticed that something, they started making a huge platform in the middle of the city square, where there was a huge open space. And notices were posted all over town, informing people, all over the city, that on Friday, there would be a public beating of the Shapiro brothers, as well as all those who helped them in their crime. Each Shapiro brother would receive the unbelievable amount. Oh, Malchus, 49 whips, right? Each one was to get 1,500 
hundred lashes, which is enough to kill anybody. A younger man, stronger than they were. And the others involved were, oh, they're only going to get 300 lashes. Which again, that's an insane amount. Most people wouldn't you know, be able to survive such things. So finally, Rabbi Shmuel Avram Abba finishes his uh, Torah thought on uh, what he was saying, the Chassidus. And then he turns to them and he turns to these two Chassidim and he says, you're definitely aware that tomorrow they're going to beat us. I'm asking to make sure, you should make sure of a few things to, make, to, to happen. Please make certain that there's a minion of Yidin as well as a doctor there. I want you to prepare large amounts of ice and water that has a little bit of lemon in it. And be careful to gather all the blood and the skin that's going to fall off our bodies during the beating. Now, these instructions might seem a little weird, but they dealt with two, so dealt with two possible outcomes. If they would not survive the beating, which, of course, is what the government hoped for. So their final request is that we should have a minion of Yidin at the time of our passing, right? That's, it, it, uh, uh, it's a very, um, it's brought down in Svarim, right? To try to have, when a person is about to pass away, they should try to have a minion of people there. Um, in addition, we want to make sure we get a proper burial which includes collecting all the blood and the skin that falls off during the time of our death, meaning during this whole beating. Now, that's if we die. If miraculously we survive, so we need to take care of all our wounds with ice and bandages and the lemon water, right? So that's why you need the doctor. To, we wanted to, that, in those days, that's what they used to, to protect the skin from getting infected. And this was, you can see the greatness of these two tzaddikim that they remain strong in their Amunas Hashem, even though they know tomorrow the chances of surviving is, is so small. And the two Hasidim who were there said, like, we were sitting there like with shock on our faces. Such a holy atmosphere was surrounding us. And, and we couldn't say a word. That impression was so powerful. This is what the, what the Chassidim said that, that came to that speak to the Shapiro brothers. It stayed with us for the rest of our lives. We felt like we were standing in front of Avram Avinu when he was about to tie Yitzchak Avinu to the Akedah. Um, completely just devoted to fulfilling the will of Hashem. Or we felt like we were in the presence of Rabbi Akiva right before the Romans were about to torture him to death. And, and he, they, 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 he ended off, right? We saw, right, that the Shapiro brothers were, were, were like malachim in the form of humans. And tomorrow we're going to discuss the actual punishment.